Welcome to the next Talk Spiritual Podcast. We're excited to have our guest, Steve Rendazzo. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, um, ProMotion, you started ProMotion back in 95. would love to learn about uh, how you started and what it is. Yeah, I'm kind of one of those guys that always wanted to have a company. And uh, my first company was Steve's Lawn Service back when I was 12. Um, and then um, when I was at Ralston Prina, which is now Nestle Prina, um, I started my first event marketing company. It was SJR Promotions. And I did, um, you know, local fairs and festivals, work with local brands and, and help them uh, promote their brands here just in the St. Louis area. Um, and then when I left Ralston, I went to McCann Erickson Event Marketing. And um, that was a great job. Gave me really a lot of information about how to run an agency. Uh, we turned that agency around in about 12 months. And after about 18 months, I exited and I started promotion. So, gosh, it sounds like it, it seems like so long ago in some ways, and in some ways, it seems like it was just yesterday. Right. That's amazing. I mean, McCain Erickson. That's that was probably a big a big turning point for you. Uh, it was. It was. It was. Uh, it was entry into the big agency world. So you know, the New York guys basically ran us and managed us. Um, the uh, the kind of the cool thing about back in those days is there's about eight of us who left and started our own companies after all working together there. So we did some really kick-ass stuff, and then we all, we all decided to go off and do our own thing. So it sprouted like eight different agencies, and there's a few of us that are still standing. You know, a few of them have sold out, a few of them have just gone away, but uh, you know, we have a lot of talent here in St. Louis in the event marketing world. Yeah, well, awesome. Well, uh, tell me a little bit about promotion and uh, you know what do you guys what is your kind of core competency and what do you guys focus on? Sure. Uh, well, we basically um, we focus on B two B and B two C brands, and our goal is to help them grow their brand all around the experiential space. So, you know, we while we use digital marketing, social media, obviously PR, and and you know other ways to extend our reach. The only thing we do in-house is experiential marketing. So I have, a, I have a team here in St. Louis. I've got a small team in Nashville. I actually have a, a single person up in Philadelphia. So we've kind of become this virtual agency in the past few years where, you know, with all the technology, we can be in multiple places and still feel like we're together. And uh, it's worked out really well. You know, for a for a small agency out of St. Louis, Missouri, we've really attracted some pretty cool brands. You know, we've worked with the NBA. We've been working with Disney since 2008. Um, we work with Tractor Supply Company. Um, there's a number of agencies we work with. You know, we've we've worked with, you know, most of the beverage companies out there. You know, we cut our teeth. We first started promotion with Anheuser Busch. That since they're down the street, you know, right. they, uh, they supported a lot of agency work here uh, in St. Louis. And we worked with them for 14 years. It's really a great run, great relationship until, you know, they they sold to uh, InBev and moved on. But we've we've done a lot of work in beverages, beer, liquor, soft drinks. Um, anytime a brand needs to get face to face with their consumer or their customer, that's what we do. Awesome. Very cool. Well, I'm sure you've learned a lot over the years, you know, from from all the different things. And then I also see that you you have a book out, uh, Brand Experiences. 
I do. I'm really excited. Uh, we launched that last week. Um, it's called Brand Experiences, Building Connections in a Digitally Cluttered World. So it's kind of the world we live in. Um, you know, there's so many messages out there hitting consumers uh, all kinds of different ways. And, and in my view, not a lot of them are sticking. Um, you know, they're, they're really not building a connection. There's no emotional attachment. There's a couple brands that are doing a, a pretty good job with social media, but not a lot. A lot of them are just adding to the clutter, which is just, you know, compounding the problem that we have. But it's also, I think, causing a great opportunity for brands to say, I, I, need, to, I need a better connection. I need to be connected to my consumers or my customers. And, uh, you know, the best way to do that is face-to-face, -face, you know? And I had a VP of sales say to me the other day, um, it, it's one of our B2B clients, he said, it's never a bad thing to be face to face with your customer, right? You know, so, you know. I thought, well, you know what? That's extremely profound and simple, and you know, I kind of love that. You know, and um, you know, trade shows are dying. There's very few trade shows that are really doing a great job for the the people who are going to those trade shows, whether it, the people who are displaying their wares or the people who are going there trying to find um, new products to buy. You know, trade shows have kind of, you know, my p opinion, have kind of come and gone, and. Uh, you know, there's a lot of B2B brands out there that are, are looking to to figure out a better way to get to their customer. And, and experience is a great opportunity for B2B brands. The ROI is so clean from a B2B standpoint because uh, you're right there. You can watch the customer journey, um, you know, with, with your customers. You, know, you can take them through their entire journey. And we've had clients that say that, you know, we've cut the sales cycle in half. They've said we've doubled their pipeline. You know, we have one that said we got a 50 to 1 ROI on, on the program. So wow. we're doing mobile road shows, uh, which is basically a, a trade show on wheels, going directly to their customers. There's no competitor there. So um, there's no noise. It's it's one-on-one -on -one focus. Um, since we're going to their office, we're able to get decision makers to come out but also the influencers so you kind of get the whole food chain of that brand um, you know so you, you get the buyer but you get the VP of marketing you get the VP of sales you get the the engineering department you get the maintenance department you get everybody involved and they sit they're sitting in your your mobile display and they're having a conversation with your customers salespeople and it's amazing to watch how that that whole buyers journey is just accelerated Right. And, you know, it, it's really a great thing. You know, that's the one thing about the B2C brands is, you know, you, the further and further away you get from the actual point of purchase, the harder it is to read clean sales ROI. Now, there's return on experience that's still really important. So, you know, you're still engaging the people, you're still introducing them to the product, um, but you don't know what they do after that engagement. Um, you can give them a coupon sometimes and they, you know, you can track the coupon but you know, they're, since you're not right there at the point of sale, a lot of the times you don't you don't really know how clean that sales ROI is. And in B two B world, it's as clean as can be. Right. It's amazing. It, you know, it's funny when I first started uh, my company, uh, Airfresh Marketing, we we were a hundred percent digital company, and I I never would go see clients. We were just phone calls and emails, and I wasn't even showcasing experiential which then now we are now it's like, all right, we got to be face to face. 
Um, I mean, even just knowing just with any small business, you know, you have to get out there. You know, you can't just hide behind your computer. They got to get, you know, you got to know who Steve is. Uh, shake your hand. Um, you know, it's building that trust up front. And it is like you just said, you know, bringing out every, all the different components, you know, you're going to build a trust quicker um, and just continue that customer journey faster. I think it's I think it's fascinating. Yeah. And as humans, we're programmed to remember experiences. So you can probably remember like a great Christmas when you grew up or you can remember, you know, a birthday present that you got or, you know, a, a, a vacation that you went on. You know, those are just great experiences that we all remember. And then what's going on today, especially in the digital world, is, you know, my, my analogy is, OK, you, you, you go to a highway and you stand on an overpass and you watch thousands of cars go by. And you get, you know, it, it, and then the next day you don't remember what you saw. You don't remember. You remember there were a bunch of, you know, yeah, I, I remember a Camry. I remember a tractor trailer. Maybe there's a Volkswagen bug. I think there was a red one. But there's there's no emotional connection there. There's no engagement there. And and eventually that memory goes away. But I'll, I'll stick with the car analogy. Yeah. But if you if if you go to an event and you have a chance to sit in a car, you can smell the car. You can feel how how soft the seats are. You can turn on the stereo and hear the speakers. You know, and if you can get in the car and do a test drive, you know, you can feel how it handles. You can feel how it starts and stops and turns, and and you remember that experience because you're you know it's an emotional connection. You're 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 actually experiencing the value of that car. Um, and in in the digital world, unfortunately, it's just a highway, and, and cars are zooming by every day. Right. No, that's a great analogy. That's that makes so much sense too. Um, so with your, um, I guess with experiential marketing, I mean, it is a it is a cluttered world, kind of like your book um, with digital and how do you get to your target. I mean, I think the next thing is you know focusing on millennials, uh, millennials and the, the Gen Z, Gen X kind of uh, group coming up. Um, you know. They're constantly on these phones. I mean, we are too, obviously. But you know, how do you how do you get them away and be able to connect a brand? Is it you know through experiential marketing or you know how how are you seeing to connect with them a little bit deeper? Well, I have uh, I have two Gen Zs uh, in my family, and uh, <laughs> fortunately, they they really they grew up in my business. So I, I had my company before you know they either one of them were born. So. Um, they love talking about what our, our business can do. My daughter just graduated uh, just this past weekend uh, at University of Missouri, and uh, she has a finance degree. And so we were we were talking because she's like I said she she grew up in 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 our in our company. So she uh, she's always challenging me with with marketing questions and, and things like that and and so you know I, I challenge right back to try and understand and I see that they're on their phones so much um, my daughter is I, th I think you have to figure out what they're into so what are they fanatical about and that's what they pay attention to they also pay attention to whatever their friends are paying attention to so that's a great thing so if a, if a brand engages um, you know, a, a person, regardless of their age, that person, if they have a great experience, they're more apt to share that experience with someone else. And then as as humans, again, we, we believe what our friends and family say over any brand. So 
I think that's the interesting thing with the the younger generation is they they really pay attention to what their friends are you know have on Instagram or Snapchat or whatever uh, social media it happens to be. They pay attention to that stuff mm. and to whatever they're fanatical about. So Paige will be looking at um, you know fashion or something going on in the in the business world, and then Stephen, my nineteen year old. You know, he he loves cars and he loves fishing and he loves baseball and and you know so he's he's that's where he's spending his time. He spends a ton of time on YouTube. You know, I, I get our our cell phone bill and I look at the money <laughs> that he consumes because he you know they both said you know they're they're home right now and they both said to me last night it's so weird we don't watch TV. We we do everything on our computers and our phones. Right. So you know I'm like well. You know, Paige made a comment. We're watching the news last night. And she goes, "I never watch the news." I'm like, "Well, where do you get your news?" And she goes, "On on my phone. I've got I got certain apps that that tell me what kind of what's going on." But she's like, "I don't watch anything on TV." Right. You know, she's on she's on Netflix. She's on Apple TV. You know, she's she's consuming content that way. So they're harder and harder to catch. But I think when you catch them, you've got a real opportunity to turn them into fanatics. Right. No, that's, that's fascinating. It, it's fascinating, you know, to even just, you know, a ge- couple generations away uh, of how they're getting, how they're getting stuff uh, and how, how are they're consuming it. So that's, that's fascinating. Um, and do you see, uh, from what I see, I just see it, you know, that generation, it's just going to continue um, diving in on, you know, going to be harder and harder down the line to to actually get in in front of them because i think i think this day and age we can have anything we want um at our fingertips you know if i want to go if i need milk i just go on my amazon now app i can have it within an hour um i can have liquor within an hour um and and even just youtube it's almost like you you can you can get that information so quickly without like oh i have to see a you know a minute commercial um you know is it something you see that experiential marketing that these people want to actually, instead of like looking at their phone, pulling them away from that phone and kind of building an experience for them? Um, I don't know in the future. I don't know if that's what you've noticed. Well, they love experiences. You know, it, they're, they're more than willing, you know, it, it, one of the chapters of my book is go where the ducks are. And it's chapter two, I think. And that's all about, engaging people at the right place at the right time when they're in the right frame of mind and I think that's that's the key to engaging anybody whether it's a millennial or a 60 year old um, you've got to catch them at the right time at the right place and when they're open and that's the beauty of it because they'll come into an experience a marketing experience and they don't feel like they're being sold to they they uh, here's here's again another example out of my book but you know, you go into Sam's or Costco, and at least in mine, when I first walk in, there's a guy and he's selling cable something. It's it's either AT and T or Comcast or something. I don't know what it is, but it, I don't know what it is because I don't have time for him. Right. I'm not going to stop and 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 have this sales call as I walk into you know into Sam's. But when I go down and go around the corner and there's a guy sitting there with a, you know, with a pizza sample or, you know, some cheese or, you know, whatever, you know, a soft drink that they're sampling. That's a, that's the exact same type of engagement, but one is a sales call 
And the other one is an opportunity for me to try something I've never tried before. Maybe I have tried it before. So the first one, I'm, I'm in the wrong place at the wrong time, and I don't, I don't have any interest in talking to you, but you're still there trying to talk to me. I have no, I have no time for you. But the other one, I'm shopping. So I'm shopping for food. So I'm open to have a slice of pizza right. or a beverage or whatever it happens to be. I think so many marketers kind of get it wrong. And, you know, if you go where the ducks are and talk to them in the right frame of mind in, in the right time, they have no idea you're selling to them because it's just you're just having a conversation. You're just being a human being talking to another human being. And that's that's what you want. You don't want the you know, you don't want the used car guy, you know, who who's tracking you down and say, hey, can I get you in this car today? You want somebody to go, you know, hey, have you experienced the the Bose stereo um you know the the book the quality of both stereos in this bmw and you're like no you know i haven't and you, all of a sudden you immerse yourself into that and you don't even feel like you're on a sales call right but at the end of the day you're, you're learning about that brand and you're being uh, connected with that brand so i think the more technology we get and the, the further away especially the the kids who have grown up with a flat a flat screen in front of them and a flat screen in their hand their entire life uh, unlike me which you know, I, I didn't start that way, but I think if, I think for that generation or those generations who are spending so much time looking at a flat screen, there's going to be a time where it flips and they're going to really need that human engagement. They're going to need a human interaction. And then brands are going to finally figure it out and go, you know what? We got to stop spending money because on, on my phone, I can hit skip the ad or I can just swipe it left to right and get rid of that ad. I don't have to pay any attention to it. Right. Um, but but in 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 the experiential world, you know, consumers they 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 come into your experience. You know, they opt in versus opting out. They come in with a wide open mind. They don't even know they're being marketed to. It's a beautiful thing, um, and it's really a great opportunity to teach and educate and demonstrate. And, and you know, the, the, there's so many brands out there that are in our industry right now that. Five years ago, I would have never had on a list of potential brands to go talk to. Right. It's so cool. Um, you know, we got a phone call about about a month ago. I had never even heard of this company before, and it's, it's a B2B brand. Never even heard of the company. And they're like, hey, we know that ex we need to go build an experience and go talk to our customers. And it's like, that is so cool. They're, they're seeking us out. Right. It's, it's, it's a nice turn of events. Have you noticed that since, I mean, since you've started your company or even just being in the industry, like the past five years have just kind of exploded uh, in the experiential world? Yeah. And I think because as I remember, it was like 2008, 2009, maybe 2010, all the brands dropped all their big budgets, you know, when the, the finance uh, world was coming to an end. Right. Um, all, the, all the big brands just plummeted their their budget so digital became a, a, an easy way to get in and everybody believed it was going to be the next holy grail and my god i can hit all these people and it's so efficient and, and all that stuff and then you know roi people started asking about roi and it's so hard to read and you know what is true engagement i mean the word engagement gets thrown around so much i mean you know i it's hard to engage people on a flat screen um, so I think, I think the more that 
technology is out there, I think the more people are going to need to be face to face and they're going to have to engage, um, which is is good for our industry. Yeah, you know, we've been forever. People, you know, think, oh, your industry is so new. It's like, well, the Wiener Wienermobile and the Clydesdales have been around since like. 1938 or something like that right years they've been around um and if you really go back to like the you know the days of barnum and bailey you know i mean they they were doing experiential marketing you know 100 years ago so our industry has been around a long time it's really grown up um you know i used to say when we started promotion in 95 all you need is a pickup truck and a ladder and you could be an event marketer uh Fortunately, it's it's a lot more um, technical now. It's still the, you know, to, to get into our industry, it's you know, there's a low cost to entry, but there's so much knowledge you need to be successful. So, you know, we've seen a lot. You know, event marketer called us a pioneer, and that was like that was like a good news, bad news for me. Like, oh, <laughs> pioneer, that's kind of cool. Just they said we've been around a long time. That's pretty cool. They just said Steve's old. It's like oh crap. <laughs> It's a nice way of saying old, right? <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I've been, I've been doing this, you know, promotion twenty four years, and you know, my, I've probably been I'm thirty years in in our industry. Um, so yeah, I've I've seen a lot, but it's it's all good stuff, though. It's all good stuff, and you know, I, I see the future being really bright for our industry. Um, there's a lot of cool things happening from a technology standpoint that I think will continue to make our industry uh, more valuable to brands. Um, but I also have a fear that it's going to, there's, there's too much focus, but I don't know if you saw it South by Southwest this year. Actually, there were a couple brands that came out with analog promotions instead of, uh, instead of doing all this high tech stuff. I mean, they're, they people coloring in coloring books, you know, so, yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's like going back to, to the roots and, 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 uh, you know, so I thought that was kind of cool. Um, also, I think we need to find a balance. I think it's gonna it's gonna go too far to technology, and then we're gonna pull it back, and then we're gonna have this nice balance, which is I think is is really good. And I also think, you know, like I said, the, the phone call a month ago um, from a B two B brand I never even heard of before. I think there's more and more B two B brands that are saying, um, you know, hey, I, I I don't know what I'm getting out of my trade show money, and I got to figure out a better way to spend my money. Right. And and I think that's smart. I think that's really smart. No, absolutely. No, this is great. Uh, Steve, it was great talking to you. I'm excited about your book. We'll have this on our podcast um, in the show notes. So we'd love to share that. Um, and Steve, would love to love to chat with you again or meet, meet you in person someday. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, just a, a, a quick plug on the book. You can yeah. pick it up at Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Um, or I have a website. It's steve-randazzo.com. Perfect. And we'll have that in the show notes as well. So thanks a lot, Steve. And, uh, and good luck with everything in, in the future. Hey, thanks. I really enjoyed talking to you today. Thank you.